Good evening to all of you. This is Pastor Robante from the International Baptist Church in uh, San Leandro, California. I would like to first of all express my appreciation to Pastor Sam Manalo and of course my good friend Pastor Max Mendoza for inviting me to uh, preach uh, at your um, evangelism conference. I really appreciate uh, uh, this invitation. It's a wonderful privilege for me. I'm hope and praying that I would be a blessing to you as you are a blessing to me as well. And I give greetings from IBBC family worldwide. I also appreciate your desire to reach out, desire to be able to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what a church must do. That's the mandate given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. That even through this pandemic time, the difficulty, uh, the uh, afflictions and the hardships that we are facing, we ought not to uh, stop and give up on the mandate, in pursuing the mandate God has given to us. That says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So I'd like to commend the Bergen Bible Baptist Church for their faithfulness and for their commitment in sharing that good news. And also uh, supporting many missionaries and mission congregations all over the world. I'm with you in this uh, partnership. And also we, as a, as a, as a uh, IOBC family, we also pray for all your endeavors. I'd like you to please turn your Bibles with me to the book of Acts chapter 20. And we'll be reading beginning from verse 22 to verse 27. And please follow as I read. It says in verse 22, And now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that ye all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, shall see my face no more. Wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, O God, for this opportunity, O Lord, that you have given to me. I pray, O God, use your servant, O God, greatly, that you touch the hearts of each one, O God, of, uh, of especially, O Lord, uh, this congregation. And thank you, O God, for their faithfulness. Thank you, O Lord, for, uh, for their obedience in fulfilling, O God, your command. Thank you also for Pastor Max and uh, Pastor Sam, O Lord, and for their uh, commitment, O Lord, in uh, supporting missions and also reaching out, O God, to the lost. I pray that you bless this conference, O God, and we give you all the praises and all the glory in Christ's name. We ask all these things. Amen. This passage is a beautiful, a beautiful account about the Apostle Paul, who was about to embark on his final journey that eventually resulted in his death. His attitude about life and his mission of reaching the whole world is simply inspiring and life transforming. And I believe this is an attitude that we need to have and also that we need to develop, especially during this time of difficulties. 
We need to consider the difficulties we are facing, begin, beginning with the threat of pandemic, and make a firm decision, like Apostle Paul, that we will allow nothing to affect our commitment and service to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want you to look at the passage again and see the determination being expressed here in uh, Acts 20, verse 24, where it says, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. What an attitude. The Apostle Paul knew that persecutions were awaiting him unto death. But he said, none of these things move me. His passion was to fulfill the course God has set for him with joy. He was focused on that goal. Let us be encouraged also to take on the same resolve. That in whatsoever we are faced with, we will refuse to give up. We will make up our mind to boldly say, none of these things move me. Oh, despite the lack of resources, even money, all the conspiracy theorists going on around us, the persecutions that we are facing, and people mocking our faith, and people laughing at our spiritual pursuit, and the growing threat of pandemic and COVID-19, oh, by the grace of God, and through the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can pull ourselves together and boldly say, none of these things move me. Let us be energized in our spirit to pursue our calling no matter how much oppositions and how much afflictions we face. We should not focus on the obstacles and challenges around and before us, but only on the goal that God has set before us. Whatever you are faced with right now or might face in the near future, join me and boldly say, none of these things move me. Join the Bergen Bible Baptist Church in proclaiming the gospel that, that as a church, we, were, we are not going to allow anything, anybody, any circumstances to stop us from doing the will of God, especially in reaching out to the lost world. Someone said this wisest statement, most failure comes not from a lack of talent of opportunity, but from a lack of determination. The famous Babe Ruth said also, at one time, it's hard to beat a person who never gives up. So we can see here in our text that Paul was a man full of determination. Now, I don't know whether he was that way by nature or if God, the Holy Spirit, so endowed him at his conversion. But we can see that Paul was resolved that he would not be a quitter. You can almost hear his disgust when he wrote in 2 Timothy 4.10, when he says, For Demas has forsaken me, having loved his present world. And also in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, we can remember the fruit of the Spirit, the manifold fruit of the Spirit, which includes faith or faithfulness, as well as long-suffering. In, in fulfilling the task that God has given to us. Oh, praise God for the faith of the Son of God 
in Galatians 2.20, it says, in the, faith, in, in the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Of course, we expect difficulties in life. But praise God, God has given us His faith. The faith of the Lord Jesus Christ in order for us to overcome all difficulties, in order for us to be able to, uh, uh, to uh, uh, victoriously fulfill all the things that God wants us to fulfill in this life. Paul was so determined that he often reminded his hearers of his life goal when he's, when he's saying to finish his course with joy. You know, that's why... In the, in the statement he sent to the leaders of Ephesians in our church, he says, But none of these things move me. Apostle Paul was a man that could not be moved. He could not be moved by anything. And he also has expressed that in our text. In Acts 20, verse 22, where he says, He would not be moved and he could not be moved by, even by future dangers. In Acts 20, verse 22 says, And now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Oh yes, he was about to go to Jerusalem, knowing the trouble he was facing. But he didn't care. He proceeded. Why? Because of the faith that he has. And because of the determination that God has given to him. And also, he said he would not be moved by any physical sufferings that he would encounter. He was scourged by whips five times, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24 to 27. Beaten with rods three times, stoned to death, shipwrecked, suffered weariness, watchfulness, and many other things. Now, let me consider that passage, okay? I believe that passage will inspire us. It says in verse 24, beginning in verse 24, of the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in, I have been in the deep, in journeying often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and faithfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Yes, can you imagine all the things he had gone through, all the difficulties he faced, and all the obstacles he actually encountered in his life, and yet, because of his determination that God has given to him, he said, none of these things move me. He also would not be moved by the rejection of the people he was ministering to. In the book of Romans chapter 9 verse 3, he says, For I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ, for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Oh, he loved his people so much. You know, the Jewish people so much that in Romans chapter 10, verse 1, he says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. He loved his people so much that he was even willing to go to uh, uh, be judged with them, to go to hell with them. But still, they rejected him. But that's what, that was okay with him, even through rejection. Uh, through rejection, he was willing to face that. And to accept that. 
and continue to pursue, to preach to them, and to share with them the blessed gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even the rejection of his fellow laborers could not move them as well. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens, into Galatia, Titus, unto Dalmatia. You know, I'm sure most pastors experience that. I have experienced that. To see many of people who at one time, you know, were so focused and determined to uh, face even difficulties in the ministry. And yet, they, and yet they departed. And yet they gave up. It also happened to Apostle Paul. You know, the rejection of his fellow laborers did not move him. Like the Lord Jesus Christ, it also occurred to the Lord Jesus Christ. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16 also, Apostle Paul, Paul says in verse 16, At my first answer, no man stood with me. Have you ever experienced that? You're all alone. Uh, you feel so all alone. Okay, but no man actually stood with you. They all abandoned you. He, the Apostle Paul says here, But all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Well, Apostle Paul, perhaps he was affected emotionally, maybe for a period of time, but you know what? He was able to overcome that. He was able to stand, stand firmly, and with resolve to continue on doing what God wanted him to do. And also, another thing that we can find in Apostle Paul's life, that he would not allow even his thorn in the flesh, that he considers a messenger of Satan, Okay, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, where he says, Unless I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Oh, that thorn in the flesh that he prayed three times about and asked God to take, take that away from him. And yet the Lord, and yet God told him, my grace is sufficient for thee. Amen. You know, I tell you, Apostle Paul was, the, was, was an example of faithfulness, was an example of, of a determination that we also can, can apply in our lives because of the power and because of the grace of God. Now look, we face difficulties. All of us face difficulties. You know, we face issues that are that 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 are hard to even to to uh, to even to even face. You know, uh, the afflictions that we are facing right now. But we need to have to have the same resolve, like that Apostle Paul, as this text says. None of these things. You know, the phrase "these things" are identified in these verses as bonds and afflictions. Paul had viciously persecuted the church of God for years before he got saved. You know his life story. And praise God, because of the grace of God, he was gloriously saved. Yet, perhaps because of God's unalterable law of sowing and reaping, the Apostle Paul had to endure suffering for the reminder of his days, even as a preacher of the Word of God. He was willing to face the consequence. He was willing to face, you know, uh, the result of what he had done even before he got saved. You know, that he was willing to suffer through them. From a persecutor, from a murderer, he became the persecuted. 
And he faced that life. He faced that life with faithfulness and with determination that he continued on despite all the difficulties. Paul was resolved, totally resolved and determined that all the pressures, all the afflictions that are, and, and all the chains and, and bonds and ropes which bound him would not make him quit. None of those hardships moved Paul. You know, this verb here, poio, means to do or to make or to cause or to accomplish or to effect something. It is as if Paul says that the suffering of his life and ministry will not define him. They will not discourage him, not influence him. They will not hinder him because he believes that a calling of God is his life is more important, is uh, more dear to him. That is, uh, it's important to see many souls to be saved and many churches be established and many missionaries to be sent. Oh, praise God for that. Nor, nor will Paul count his own life, he says. I will not even my, count my life dear unto myself. You know, in other words, his life is not precious unto him anymore. Not valuable, you know, towards him anymore. His life is only valuable to God and precious to God and never unto himself. He would rather die for his faith, his faith in Jesus, than to quit on his spiritual journey and also on his spiritual vocation. I imagine if you or I experienced a fraction of Paul's suffering, we would be moved by doubt and fear. I remember a time when I did that. I was moved because I was afraid. I was serving my father in the Philippines as his assistant when he started Lighthouse Bible Baptist Church. But I became disillusioned in the process. I became tired of the ministry, especially after observing what my father had gone through, the difficulties he suffered. I started to think of giving up. In fact, that's the reason why I came to the U.S. to give up, to, to just escape from, from, from it all. But praise God, the calling of God has no repentance. God brought me back unto himself when, I'm, when, I, when I came to the U.S. That's why he called me to pastor the International Bible Baptist Church in which, you know, I really praise God. I praise God now. For all, for all the things I have, I have uh, uh, received, all the blessings I have received, I have received that because of the ministry God has given to me. Oh yes, you know, we would be moved with all these afflictions that Paul had gone through. No doubt about that. We would think that we were surely out of the will of God perhaps when we go through that. And that God had forsaken us. Yet somehow Paul could say, none of these things move me. Oh, perhaps there are some of you out there watching or maybe in, in, in our church right now, you're in the verse of quitting, you're in the verse of giving up, maybe because you're discouraged, oh, perhaps, you know, because you, you are afraid, uh, because you, 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 are, you are affected by what's happening around, see? But I want to just challenge you. I just want to inspire you by the writings of Apostle Paul 
None of these things shall move you. Why? Because we have a great God. We have a great calling in our lives. Now, in this text that we have, we have, we have read, we can see here that Paul has given us three areas of his life that he would not allow to be moved from God. So what are these areas in our lives? Let's again go back to Acts chapter 20, 20 verse 24. He says, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life. The first thing is my life. So he says, I will not be moved because I do not anymore count my life dear unto me. So what you can find here is this, that Paul gave up his life to God. Paul gave the full control of his life to God. You know, he actually surrendered his life to God. So he told God, God, begin to write my life story. I'm not going to life to write my life story anymore. See? So Paul gave God the full control to write his life story. You know, Paul had a background before his salvation. He was of pure Hebrew stock, according to Philippians chapter 3, verses 5 to 8. A Roman citizen, a Pharisee, and the ruling member of the Sanhedrin. Paul had the best pedigree, if I could say that, and the best education as well. And also, as a political and, 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 and social standing, he had a good one. Yet Paul erased his old life, giving the pen totally to God, surrendered his life to the Lord. He counted his life not dear unto himself, but he rather handed his life over to God. Oh, the reason why Apostle Paul had determination because he made he made a a a uh, 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 you know, he made an understanding with himself. Okay? He made a conclusion within himself. That my life is God's. All the things that I have in my life is the Lord's. See? I tell you, that's, that's final to him. You know, in, in the book of Philippians chapter 3 verse 8, it says, Yet doubtless and I count all things but loss. For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. So we can see that Paul traded his life for knowing Christ. And he was not disappointed. He found life in Christ so much better than his old life, that he compared his old life to manure, a refuse, dung. As he named it, in light of his new life. He said, in effect, whatever God wants to do with my life is okay with me. It's fine with me. Because I gave my life to him. My life is his now and not mine anymore. My life I counted not dear unto myself. That's why he talks so much about Christ's likeness. He talks so much about Christ living in me. You know, to say that whatever he would say is all about the words of Christ. 
Whatever he would do is all about the, the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. It, it, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever life he lives is all about uh, living the life of the Lord Jesus Christ in himself. He dedicated his life to glorify and please God in every aspect of living. Whether it be family life, social life, professional life, whatever it is. Everything he had given back to God. And so what happened actually in his life, he is not only pronouncing or proclaiming the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And because Christ is, was living in his life, he was actually manifesting the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul himself became the gospel. Why? Because Jesus was the one manifested in his life. That means, my brethren, we could do the same. Amen? God can do the same to all of us today. That Christ, you know, uh, can, could also manifest his life through us. Now, another, another thing that uh, he, also, he also said in, his, in, in this verse. Not only his life that he had given to the Lord. He says, neither count I my life dear unto myself. Okay, and he says, so that I might finish my course. My course. He talked about his course. And he says that I might finish my course with joy. He was focused to his course. He was focused on his goal. You know the same thing. Our goal here. You know what? Our goal is not just only to be saved and go to heaven immediately. That's not our goal. The true destination of our spirituality, of our salvation, is never a place, heaven. The true destination of our spirituality is Christ-likeness. It is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, talks about not only living the life, but also a life of service, a life of dedication. It's clearly stated in Apostle Paul's uh, epistle also in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto what? Unto good works. Now look, God has saved you for a reason. He has saved you not only for you to go to heaven. Otherwise, he would have taken you to, he would have taken you to heaven the moment you got saved years ago. But how come you're still here? You're still alive. How come you're still breathing? You know why? Because God wants you to serve Him. God wants you to fulfill His will in your life. God has given you a task. God has given you a goal. God has given you a course. You know, where you have to run the race. That is your own course and your own race. So Paul was running the race that was set before him. His own personal race. That's why he calls this my course. You know what? I have my own course. You have your own course. Uh, you know, Pastor Sam has his own course. Pastor Max has his own course. We, have, we all have our own courses to run. We're not competing against each other. You know, IBC does not compete with Bergen Bible Baptist Church. We're all running our course hand in hand together. You know, but we're not competing against each other. See, because we have a goal. We need to set our goal, our goal and finish that course. God separated Paul from his mother's womb and gave him all the equipment, all the skills 
that he needed to fulfill the course and to fulfill the challenges God set before him. In Galatians chapter 1, verses 15 to 16, it says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by his grace, to reveal his Son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. He knows his goal. He knows his responsibility. He knows his calling. He knows his vocation. And he's, he, he is focused on that calling, on that vocation. That he would not allow anything to stop him from pursuing that calling. Oh, that's why he was able to say before he, got, he, he, before, before he passed, before he died, that he has finished his course, that he had kept the faith. You know what? Paul was not trying to run anyone else's, anyone else's race or fill anyone else's shoes. Just like what I said, he wasn't comparing his lot with someone else's. He had his own course to run and his own crown to win. It is his custom race. Paul was resolved to live according to God's purpose, according to God's design and desire in his life. Oh, God has given to you and me a race to run. Your own course, my own course. Run it well. Run it well. Finish it well. Oh, 2 Timothy 4, 7 to 8. It says, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only. Now look at that. That crown was not only designed for Apostle Paul. Huh? He said, not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. You know, if you're excited and thrilled about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, that means you ought to be occupying until he comes. You ought to be faithful in fulfilling your duties until he comes. See, you know, waiting is not just to wait and do nothing. You go to a restaurant and you have people who serve you. They're called waiters, but they're not just sitting around and do nothing. You know, they're called waiters, and yet they're serving. Huh? They're serving. We're also waiters for God here. Huh? We're not just doing nothing and just sitting around and, and just waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus. No, we are occupying. We're serving. Huh? We're fulfilling our course. Huh? We're, we are focusing on our goal. We're, 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 we are winning souls. We're reaching out to the lost. We're, we're building people up. All for the glory of God. The course is our part. And our participation. God assigned us to finish. Within the plan of God. Oh like Apostle Paul. Finish that course. Never give up. So Apostle Paul number one. Considered his life. Not dear to himself. He dedicated his life to the Lord. That's why he had that determination. Number two. He was determined to finish his course. And to set his eyes on that goal. And that goal is the Lord Jesus Christ. See? 
That's why the Bible says we ought to, to, to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And thirdly, in our text, we can also find a third one, this answer. But none of these things move me. Neither account I my life there unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And thirdly, he says, and the ministry. And the ministry, he says, which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of God. In Acts chapter 20, verses 20 to 21, it says here, in how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. But I've showed you and I've taught you publicly and from house to house. Testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks. Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. He was referring to his ministry. He was referring to the work that he was doing for God and reaching out to people. That he says he kept back nothing. See, you know, that he showed them and taught them from house to house, daily house to house, to testify not only to the Jews, but also to the Greeks, the gospel, repentance towards God, and faith towards the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul did what God called him to do, and he never held back. His ministry, like ours, was the gospel ministry. Yes. It is the gospel ministry. He never left it or got sidetracked from it. He was not moved because he stayed doing what he was called to do. Each of us is a minister to fulfill. It may be singing in the choir, teaching in the Sunday school, ushering, multimedia, discipleship. Whatever it is, be faithful in fulfilling that task. That ministry God has especially given to you. And God has appointed for you to do. Because that ministry is for the gospel. We're doing our ministries all for the sake of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, you might not be preaching like me. You might not be traveling like me. You know, going to other places and preaching the gospel so that I can I, I, I see many people come and be saved. You might not be doing that. But you know what? All the things you do in the church, all the things you do in the ministry, they're all done for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, even ushering huh? or even maintaining the property, whatever you do is all for the ministry. In order for the testimony of God, the testimony of this church, you know, to be out there for people to see the grace of God, people to see the power of God in our lives. Our ministry is our involvement in the life of others, for us to be a blessing to others, for us to touch people's life, for us to be able to see the wonders of God and to see that there is a Savior. There's an answer to all the problems in this world that our sins have been forgiven. That this life is not only the hope that we have, there's hope after this life, that glorious hope through the Lord Jesus Christ. That Jesus is the gospel, He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except through Him. That is our ministry. So, whatever you do, never give up. Continue wherever you are. 
Now, of course, I, I believe that the ministry is not only confined within the four corners of this church so that you are all in the ministry whenever you are in the church on Sundays or on Wednesdays. And I believe wherever you are, you know, even, in your, in, even at work, in school, wherever you are, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I believe that's the ministry God has given to you as well. See? And you ought to thank God for the opportunity. If you're working in, 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 uh, in the hospital as a nurse, God has sent you there. God has given you that vocation because God has sent you there as a missionary. For you to also be able to share the goodness, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're a student and, and, and going to school out there in, in whatever schools that you go to, he got to send you there for a purpose. Not only to get your education, but also to share the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, somebody asked me one time, what about pastor if I'm shopping in the mall? Is that also an opportunity? Oh yes, go shop in the mall. Huh? But that's also an opportunity, whatever we do. There's always an opportunity for us to carry the gospel and to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we ought not to allow, you know, our life, you know, to be uh, sidetracked, uh, you know, to be diverted, you know, to the world against, against the, the duty and against the goal and against the purpose that God has set before us. And that goal is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, going back to the Apostle Paul, we can find that the Apostle Paul suffered many things. Just like what I said, he suffered beatings, stonings, shipwreck. But you know what? He called them light afflictions. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 to 17, he says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Yet our light affliction is but for a moment worketh for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Can you imagine that? You know, we had gone through difficult times. We've gone through experience, difficult experiences, and yet he only considered them as light afflictions. Why? Because he considered everything all for the sake of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, he states, <clears throat> But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. <clears throat> we are troubled in every side, yet not distressed. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. We are in a battle constantly for the hearts and the souls of men. Oh, the devil would be against us all the time. But we know our victory is sure. And we should not expect to never face obstacles or difficulties. But praise God, the Lord Jesus Christ says, you know, no temptation is given to us that's not common to man. That God will always make a way of escape for us. See? He will always make a way of escape for us. That's why in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, again, Apostle Paul tells uh, his son in the faith, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. This is not only given 
you know, or an advice to pastors and preachers. I believe this is an advice to all believers in Christ. Because all believers in Christ are expected to serve God. All believers in Christ actually have a goal to pursue. Have a race to run. And Apostle Paul says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. If this life was all there was, this wouldn't be a wise way to live. But there is a life in heaven in a future world. We would be foolish to live as if this life is all there is. So we should not forget eternity and focus only on the present. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, you know, all the sufferings in this world cannot be compared, cannot be compared to the glory that will be revealed to us. That's why in living our lives, in our service with the Lord, we ought, we ought to think and to keep our divine and eternal perspective. We must hold on to our faith in God, no matter how things seem to be going at the present. All because of our limited understanding, our ability to evaluate things accurately is limited. Our wonderful Lord Jesus can be trusted. He loved us so much, enough to die in our stead so we could go free. Why would he lie to us now? We must be determined not to be moved by things our enemy does to get us off our faith in God's word. We ought to say in our hearts, I am not moved by what I see. I shall not be moved by what I feel. I am not going to be moved by anything. I move only by what I believe. And I believe in the word of God. From a crown of thorns to a crown of life. Because of, life, because of Christ's death and resurrection, a crown of glory awaits us in heaven. But you know what? That crown of glory began with a crown of thorn with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, of course, now we have the crown, the corona, affliction, a kind of crown uh, that the devil is giving to us. But know what? Even the corona crown should not move us. See? That COVID-19 crown shouldn't move us away uh, from doing our will, the will of God in our lives. So as we prepare for our spiritual journey or ministry, you know, we could put our name in Acts 20, verse 22. Or in verse 24, none of these things move me. Put your name there. Huh? None of these things will move Hernes Abante. None of these things will move Pastor Max. None of these things will move Pastor Sam. I want you to underline that me and put your name there. Huh? And make and be decisive uh, uh, for the glory of God. It doesn't matter what God has called you to do. You may help a local minister travel across the world and pioneer a new work. One thing is certain, you really don't know what will befall you. Wherever your call takes you, the first part of verse 24 will keep you steady in difficult times. None of these things move me. You know, as you know, we started the work, a ministry in Zambia, Africa. And I'm planning to go to Zambia in, in, in August. And of course, I, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hesitating. I, was, I want to go to Zambia to be able to organize our, our first church there and also send out missionaries you know, to reach all over Africa. And praise God for the opportunity that God has given to me. But you know what? I still have some, a little, a little you, know, what, what, uh, you know, what is Zambia like? But praise God, I had my appointment with my audiologist this morning. And guess what? When we were discussing... I learned that he was a born-again Christian, a Baptist. 
and they learned he was married to a Zambian woman. And I was so excited, and I believe God sent me there for a purpose, to be able to know him. And, and, and so we, we, we conversed about Zambia, and he gave me a lot, of, a lot of things about Zambia. And the more I got excited in pursuing that will of God in the ministry of the International Bible Baptist Church, now I'm looking forward to go to Zambia. See, now I can now say none of these things move me. Oh, sometimes we, we get afraid of the unknown. So we allow ourselves to fear the unknown. But God says, don't fear the unknown. So wherever God takes us, let's, let's have that result in our heart and say, none of these things move me. See, you know, situations and circumstances will come your way. Not might, they will come your way, no matter what you face. Your response always needs to be, none of these things move me. You must finish, and not only that, as Paul says, that I might finish my course. And yet he continues, he says, I will finish my course with joy. Regardless of the path God has for you, determine from that moment that you are going to negotiate every step of it with joy. Will, will every step be joyous? Will every path be joyous? No. Will God take you on the short route? Probably not. Huh? Probably not. But you know what? The end is always joyful. The end is always glorious. We are all on a journey. None of us has passed this way before. The enemy will try to discourage us from continuing on. But remember, the devil is a liar and the father of lies. As you're walking that journey, you may take a wrong turn. There could be a detour. You may have chosen the scenic route, or maybe you thought you knew a shortcut. But it ends up taking longer than expected. All these things delay his plan. When circumstances and situations make it look bad all around, remember that God still has a plan. Just move on. Press on. And say in your heart, none of these things move me. You know why? Because we have a great purpose. And that purpose is to testify the gospel of the grace of God. I appreciate this conference. Because this conference for the, is for the purpose of encouraging the people of Bergen Baal Baptist Church. To have that determination to share and to pursue the calling of God in their lives. But perhaps you're here, you're not saved. You don't know Christ as your savior. You don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll ask you that tonight is your opportunity. Tonight, salvation can be yours. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, you will be saved. And I would like to guide you in prayer. And what will save you is the faith that God will give you to that tonight. See, Bible says, just, just pray with me this prayer. And by faith. Trust Him and express your trust on the Lord Jesus Christ as we begin. Lord Jesus, I believe I'm a sinner. I confess my sins to you. Please come into my heart and save my soul. I repent of all my sins. I recognize you as my Savior. Thank you for paying my sin down on the cross. Thank you for the everlasting life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for counting me worthy to be your child today. I give you all the praises and all the glory in Christ's name. We ask all these things. Amen. If you pray that prayer, the Bible says you are saved today. Look for a church of like faith and practice. 
See? And go to church so you can begin serving the Lord. If you're a child of God today, and I trust and I pray that this message will inspire you, will motivate you, will strengthen you to go on and to pursue God's calling in your life and say, none of these things move me. Our Heavenly Father, thank you again, O oh God, for the opportunity. Thank you, O oh Lord, for the for Bergen Bible Baptist Church and for the desire, O oh God, to inspire the people, O oh Lord. I pray, O oh God, that through this conference, O oh God, you motivate and you empower, O oh God, each one, O oh Lord, to pursue the calling, God, that, that you have set in their hearts. And we give you all the praises and all the glory. In Christ's name, we ask all these things. Amen. God bless you.